0: The prime obligation of every human being is to speak out against injustice. We are our brother's keeper. You're listening to The Keeper, brought to you by the Lantos Foundation for Human Rights and Justice. I'm Katrina Lantos-Sweat. What does it mean to be a mother? The word brings to mind ideas of love, sacrifice, devotion, and a determination never to give up on one's children. It is both an immense responsibility and a privilege to be a mother. So what does it mean to be a mother of a whole people? Our guest today on The Keeper, Mrs. Rabia Kadir, is known as the mother of the Uyghur nation. She is the acknowledged global leader of the Uyghur people – a community of over 15 million living primarily in the East Turkestan region of China, where this largely Muslim community has been subjected to discrimination, persecution, mass incarceration, and cultural and religious oppression at the hands of the Chinese government. Taken together, the communist Chinese assault on the Uyghur nation must be seen as an effort to displace, dismantle, and destroy a vibrant and proud community with a history in the Xinjiang region stretching back millennia. One woman has stood in defiance of the Communist Party's attempt to undermine the Uyghur nation. Rabia Kadir A self-made woman who, through her own ingenuity and drive, became one of the wealthiest women in China, put her life, her fortune, and her sacred honor on the line when she chose to defy the Chinese authorities and challenge their treatment of the Uyghurs in East Turkestan. She was imprisoned for many years, and since her release, she has led her people from exile as she fights to bring the world's attention to the grave injustices being perpetrated in her home. With the help of an interpreter, Mrs. Kadir and I recently had the opportunity to talk about the increase in persecution being experienced in East Turkestan. The government's efforts to intimidate her into silence by targeting her family members who are still in China and why the U.S. government should apply the Global Magnitsky Act to those Chinese officials responsible for the outrages taking place in East Turkestan. Just a few weeks ago, you and I stood side by side on a rainy April morning in Washington, D.C., as we protested outside the Chinese embassy. And what we were protesting together was the shocking mass incarceration of between 800,000 and a million Uyghurs who the Chinese have imprisoned in so-called re-education camps in East Turkestan. Please talk to our listeners about this massive abuse of human rights that is going on and is being inflicted on your people even as we speak today.
1: Thank you for joining us on that rainy day. We really appreciate your support. We're very grateful on behalf of the Uyghur nation for the support that your father has given us and for the continued support that you are giving us. Although the media states that there's only about 800,000 to 1 million Uyghurs locked up in these concentration camps, reality is that it's more around 1.5 million to 2 million. And this excludes those that are extrajudicially held inside the prisons. China is targeting to eliminate the essence of Uyghur and Turkic identity in East Turkestan. And that's why they're not only targeting Uyghurs, but also targeting Kazakhs, Kyrgyz, Uzbeks, and Tatars as well. Again, this number, 1.5 to 2 million, excludes those that have been sent to the prisons as well, extrajudicially. The amount of people inside the prisons is unknown, but estimated to be around several hundred thousand, if not a million or so. Furthermore, the Chinese state is also forcing Uyghurs to speak Chinese. If they're not able to speak Chinese, and if they speak in Uyghur, then they are uh, sent to the prisons and they are beaten, tortured, and killed. And this... Ongoing attack to incarcerate all Uyghurs is continuing day by day. In fact, more and more people are being incarcerated into these concentration camps and sent to these prisons. In fact, according to our recent reports from the region, there are no men, especially young men, out in the streets of East Turkestan anymore. Besides from this, there is also a wholesale attack on Uyghur intellectuals, writers, artists, researchers, and wealthy Uyghur businessmen. In fact, many have been sent to these concentration camps where they have recently lost their lives, including Noor Tayajim, who is one of the wealthiest Uyghur philanthropists, and he recently died this past month. Is it
0: correct, Ms. Kadir, that every remaining member of your family that is still living in East Turkestan has been arrested, disappeared, some of them sent to prison, some of them to these re-education camps, even including your young, college-age, high school-age granddaughters. Is that true? And if it is true, talk to us about what sort of a government uses the innocent family members of a political opponent as hostages to sort of blackmail and intimidate their opponents
1: since july 2017 i had heard that all of my relatives including people that are acquainted with me my former business partners even they have been thrown into jail including nephews and my grandchildren as well i'm not sure where they are we have not gotten any type of information in regards to where they are being held or if they are dead or alive my grandchildren, the ones that are in high school and the university and college-age grandchildren, they have not done anything to be involved in politics or do anything to upset the government in any way. The same goes with my children. Despite all this, I still try to uh, get information regarding them. However, despite using all my connections, I have not been able to get any type of news regarding to my relatives. I heard that my older son was tortured. We do not know where he's being held. They arrested five of my children and 11 of my grandchildren. From what we know, they've also arrested my husband's family members as well and my family members including my sisters, brothers, children. In total there's about 37 people that have been uh, arrested or detained and sent to these concentration camps. There are many others that we do not know any information about. Thousands of mothers, thousands of children across the Uyghur diaspora are constantly calling me, crying to me, telling me that 10 or 20 members of their families have been detained and sent to these concentration camps or to these extrajudicial prisons. This situation is very tragic. I can't understand why this is happening to our people.
0: Rabia, do you think that this is a calculated effort to break your spirit? Obviously, this is targeted, as you have indicated, at vast numbers of, in particular, Uyghur youth. But the specific targeting of your family members, of the family members, for example, of reporters who work for Radio Free Asia and who live in the West— Do you think this is a calculated attempt by the Chinese government to break the spirit of those of you who are telling the world about the abuses taking place in East Turkestan?
1: Of course, this is an attack on myself by the Chinese government to prevent me from speaking out about these issues. Before they had arrested my uh, children and sentenced several of them from seven years to nine years in prison. Today, they have seized all of their assets, and now they're locked up in what we think is either a concentration camp or in their prison. None of them have done anything. There's no legal precedence to why they should be detained. The whole thing is about silencing me. It's about squeezing my throat. The same thing goes for Radio Free Asia. They're doing the same thing to stop them from projecting the voice of the Uyghurs and the violations that China is carrying out. For example, Gulchekra, they detained her family members to silence Gulchekra here in the West.
0: I'd like to ask Ms. Kadir to talk about some very troubling reports we are also hearing in the West of Uyghur women being forcefully married to Chinese men of this sort of big brother frightening China's relatives program, where they are in effect putting Chinese spies into Uyghur families, forcing these Uyghur families to host Chinese officials this seems to be almost a kind of covert genocide where they are trying to literally wipe out all remaining aspects of Uyghur identity and Uyghur autonomy.
1: Firstly, this is a huge insult to the Uyghur nation given the fact that they are putting these Chinese into our homes and even forcing them to sleep with us. This is an insult far worse than death. The second part of this is that China is trying to eliminate Uyghur identity and Uyghurs as a whole by forcing our women to marry these Chinese men, whereas at the same time they're sending our men into these concentration camps. Even if the name Uyghur is left, even if it exists, they are trying to eradicate the essence of Uyghur identity, the people itself. In fact, they don't call us Uyghurs, they call us Weizu. This is a huge insult to not only the Uyghurs, but also to the international community. According to international morals, no humane morals will accept something like this to where they will come into your house and force you to sleep with them and force your women to marry them. I mean, this is unacceptable. They take their husbands, their sons and fathers into prison and then they send Chinese men to live with them. The Chinese are forcing the Uyghurs to take their identity cards and to change their names and to change their identity to Chinese.
0: Truly appalling. You know, I think our listeners are just going to be stunned both by the magnitude of these detentions in these hidden concentration camps, but then by these tactics that are almost unbelievably intrusive. It is really a campaign of ethnic eradication that is troubling and that is little known by the outside world. And we really hope that this podcast will at least begin to tell this absolutely shocking story. I have two more questions that I would like to ask you, Ms. Kadir, today. The first is... I know you have a demonstration, a peaceful demonstration, coming up early in June, on June 4th, in which you're going to be appealing to the U.S. Congress and the administration for greater support of the Uyghur community. My question to you is, what specifically would you like to see our government doing that it's not doing now? Whether it's the Congress, whether it's the State Department, whether it's the President— What are the concrete steps that you would like to see the U.S. government taking vis-à-vis China and showing a more forceful level of support for the rights of the Uyghur community?
1: Firstly, the United States Congress needs to enact some type of resolution or legislation to stop genocide of the Uyghurs in East Turkestan and to shut down the concentration camps in East Turkestan. They also need to enact some type of resolution or a legislation to prevent China from forcing Uyghurs to be spread out across China, where right now they're forcing some Uyghurs to be spread out into inner parts of China, especially our women. And we need to prevent this from happening. So if we could get some type of legislation or resolution from the U.S. Congress, that would be great. Right now, from the latest reports that we received from East Turkestan, the Chinese government is thinking about spreading the Uyghurs out across China. Not just the women, but all Uyghurs across China. We need to prevent this from happening. We need to enact some type of legislation. The administration and the Congress needs to enact some type of legislation to prevent China from spreading the Uyghurs out. East Turkestan is the land of the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs need to live in peace in their own land. Hence, we've organized a peaceful protest or demonstration appealing to the United States Congress, State Department, uh, administration, to enact some type of resolution or legislation to protect and preserve Uyghur identity and their existence and to help them remain in their homeland. And that's why we also ask them to do more to help us and to include us in their overall strategy, diplomatic relations, and talks with China.
0: I wonder whether Ms. Kadir believes that there may be some value in applying the Global Magnitsky Act to sanction those Chinese officials who are responsible for these outrageous abuses against the Uyghur community. As you know, under the Global Magnitsky Act, individuals, government functionaries who are found responsible for committing serious human rights abuses abroad can be sanctioned, prohibited from coming to the United States. If they have any assets in the United States, those can be frozen and they are prevented from being able to access them. Are these tools you would like to see looked at for possible application to the Chinese leadership that is responsible for imposing these very harsh conditions and these outrageous abuses on the Uyghur community in East Turkistan?
1: Firstly, I would like to thank you. I was actually about to ask you to help us with this Magnitsky ask. This is definitely something that will help all the Uyghurs. It will help us get us closer to our freedom by punishing the uh, Chinese officials that are responsible for the uh, mass violations in East The State Department actually talked about this a couple of weeks back, and this gave a lot of hope and gained a lot of support from the Uyghur diaspora across the world.
0: For my last question, Rabia, I would like to ask you a very personal question. You have paid a heavy, heavy price for your leadership on behalf of your people. You have seen your family members targeted, your sons thrown into prison. This very impressive business that you built with your own two hands was dismantled and destroyed. You have grandchildren and nieces and others in your family who have been targeted all as a way of bringing pressure to bear on you to stop your eloquent and outspoken advocacy. I guess the question I have for you is, has it been worth it? Has your price that you've paid to do the great work that you've done, has it been worth it to you?
1: It is worth it, and it will continue to worth it as I am trying to save my people and free my homeland to where they can live in peace. So any hardships that I face... It is definitely worth it i'm doing for my nation all national leaders that were struggling to liberate their people have paid high prices because of the price that they paid they were able to free their people this is my god-given duty towards my nation and my nation needs me i will continue my work to liberate my people
0: let me just say that you are a woman of great courage it is easy after listening to you to understand why the Uyghur people all over the world look to you as their mother and as their defender. And we have been honored to have you join us today for this broadcast of The Keeper. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I would like to thank you for having me. Thank you for the support that you have been giving me and my nation through this podcast. I hope that we can voice my story, the story of my people, the conditions of my grandchildren, and hopefully bring some type of resolution to end this current situation.
0: When one speaks with Mrs. Kadir, one feels the power of her love, not only for her own family, but for her whole people. It is a fierce love, ready to pay any price for her children. After our conversation, I thought of the words of the poet Rudyard Kipling in his poem, Mother O Mine. The poet wrote, If I were hanged on the highest hill, Mother O Mine, Mother O Mine, I know whose love would follow me still, Mother O Mine, Mother O Mine. If I were drowned in the deepest sea, Mother O Mine, Mother O Mine, I know whose tears would come down to me, Mother O oh Mine, Mother O oh Mine. If I were damned of body and soul, I know whose prayers would make me whole, Mother O oh Mine, Mother O oh Mine. Having had the honor of becoming closely acquainted with this remarkable woman, I believe that Rabia Kadir's leadership, courage, and prayers will one day make her people whole. I'm Katrina Lantos-Sweat. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Keeper. This episode of The Keeper was produced and recorded by the Lantos Foundation for Human Rights and Justice. To support our work and for more information on today's guest and topic, visit us at www.lantosfoundation.org.